You're listening to episode number 83 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is with a special guest. Her name is Carolyn Soldo, and she's been called the fairy godmother of coaches for no other reason than her years of experience, her deep expertise, and her love for her international coaching community. Carolyn works with passionate coaches who are ready to live the abundant and purpose-driven lifestyle that they have always dreamed of living and experiencing. With over 10 years of experience in the coaching industry and an MBA in marketing, Carolyn and her team of experts have cracked the code to helping passion-driven coaches go from zero to full-time income in less than six months and to break through the million-dollar mark. She's built several uh, multi-seven-figure businesses, including her own international coaching company. She's helped clients to leave their nine-to-five jobs, become their own bosses, and most importantly, do the work that they love every single day. Carolyn and I had a very powerful conversation and we covered everything from the mindset that it takes to be a passionate entrepreneur to navigating some of the issues that we feel internally, some of the emotional aspects, which you guys know that I love. And just as a reminder, I will be the keynote speaker at Carolyn's event in October. The event is called From Passion to Profits Live, and it runs from October the 11th to the 13th, 2019 in New York City. So if you want more information on that incredible event, go to FromPassionToProfitsLive.com. Once again, from passion to profits live.com. And you can get all of the information about this incredible event that Carolyn hosts that is specifically for leading industry strategies and massively successful online business strategies to help you to impact the world with your message. So you don't want to miss out on that event. Once again, for more information, go to from passion to profits live.com. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Carolyn today. If you do enjoy it, or if you know of somebody that would love to hear her message or to join the event, please share this episode with your friends and your loved ones. Or if you'd like to leave me a review, I would also very deeply appreciate that. So without further ado, here is Carolyn Soldo. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Oh, thank you, Sarah, for having me. So for those of you that may not be familiar with Carolyn's work, she has been affectionately referred to as the fairy godmother of coaches. Carolyn, could you tell the audience a little bit about what sparked your initial entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, you know, I am an immigrant. So I came to uh, the US in 2001. And when I immigrated, I had this, this dream of really building a wonderful life, you know, having a family, having a, a great career initially. So, so being an entrepreneur wasn't always on my mind. But when we, we moved here, just, you know, so many opportunities came our way. And when we discovered the culture of, you know, those, the wonderful people that we have here, we, you know, we saw the opportunity to be in business and launch our own business. So we, we had this dream of having an amazing life, exploring the, you know, the unlimited opportunities that we saw. And, um, 
then when you know the time came we actually launched Boris as my husband's business first so um, my own business actually wasn't my first entrepreneurial venture I actually helped my husband launch into his business in 2006 um, but that wasn't always on my mind <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did it have an online focus initially or I mean this is way back in 2006 were you playing around with things like social media back then no, we didn't. So when we launched his company, that's a manufacturing firm, we used mm -hmm. some very traditional ways to market the business. So we did have a website, although mm -hmm. the website was, um, you know, we didn't really use it a whole lot. We used direct mail. We used cold calling. We mm -hmm. used to conferences. We participated in trade shows and we had a booth that we made. So very traditional sort of, you know, marketing and, um, and it worked. It was a lot of hard work, but that's all we knew. We didn't really know how to use Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, you know, to market. So we said, hey, what are the, the old fashioned, you know, marketing um, strategies? And, and it worked for us. So when would you say the light bulb moment happened where you realized the potential to make an income online? I would say that happened in 2009 after okay. my second son was born. And, um, it all started with actually myself. I hired a coach for myself and that was for, um, some health challenges I experienced after I had him. And, um, when I looked into hiring a coach and, or a trainer for myself, I found all of these amazing coaches doing work, um, online. And many of them had, you know, international businesses and they were working from home. So I wanted to have someone help me. And then I thought, mm, maybe I can do that too. So that's when I had the idea. It's, it's such, a, it was like uh, the, the early pioneer days back in 2009 where people were just figuring out how to build an online presence and then communicate their message on social media. What was your very first platform that you paid attention to? It was Facebook. Uh, oh, it was Facebook, okay. Yeah, it really was Facebook because I, I had, um, I really appreciated that, you know, the way that you could connect on Facebook and the messaging. And I think even back then we had groups, I remember having um, challenge groups and weight loss groups and, you know, mm -hmm. mom groups for my, you know, baby health coaching business back then that I had started. And so Facebook was always my go-to. And then I also used a little bit of LinkedIn um, because I had, um, used that in my corporate days when I um, worked for uh, banking. And so I was familiar with LinkedIn as well. So yeah, LinkedIn and Facebook. And now what do you believe today is the best tool that somebody could use as a coach in their social media activities? I, well, if I had to pick one, I would still pick Facebook. Um, however, mm -hmm. take that with a grain of salt, right? Because it really depends on your audience and where you believe your audience, you know, spends their time. Um, not everybody is all is on Facebook or even has an account even, or, you know, is, is reachable there. So we have clients that are very active on LinkedIn when it's more of a, you know, business to business type situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also really heavily, um, believe in YouTube. I think YouTube is a wonderful platform, um, you know, more of a search engine, but, um, I am a big believer in having, um, you know, I call it confetti, Sarah. So for me, it's not that I, I say, oh, you have to be on Facebook or you have to be there. It's more about, you know, where can you create awareness? Where can you show up? And then 
from there, what are you doing with your leads? There has to be more than just the confetti or the content everywhere. There has to be a system, and you know, we call it a sales funnel, that then brings people into your world on your list and then eventually you know, either on a sales page to buy or on a sales call to make a purchase from there. So to me, what happens you know, after somebody sees you for the first time or interacts with you on social media, what happens after that is actually, is to me more important than where I put my information. I like to put it everywhere and then get people into my, my system. Oh, I love hearing that because so often I, I believe that a lot of people that are just starting out in the entrepreneurial space get so fixated on getting likes or getting a certain amount of followers, but they don't think of the funnel and building that backbone to their business strategy. So I, I would love to hear from you what you believe are the three biggest mindset traits for setting up a business for success. Hmm. The three biggest mindset traits... I feel that you have to be very, very solution and action oriented mm. for, for, for one. So spending a lot more of your time thinking about, you know, the next step, the solution, how, how you will get closer to your goal, rather than thinking about what's not working, what you can't do, and you know where not to go. So, so really sort of focusing on positive next steps um, for one. The second perhaps is um, faith and trust mm. in, you know, you, you know, people call it the universe, you, people call it God, people call it, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but I, Sarah, I can't tell you how many times I even, you know, for me in my journey, I got to the point where, where I said, there has to be something else helping me right now. There has to be a bigger reason. There's, there's something else I can trust or believe in. So I don't have to do it all myself. So I don't have to always carry it all. And it, it doesn't always just depend on me. If I just trust and I keep moving forward with one little step at a time, it will happen. So, the, you know, believe in a bigger power, really, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I would have to say is really this idea of being committed and being, it, what comes out for me is strength and tenacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when you have that strength and when you have the ability to self-motivate, drive forward with your vision in mind, and on top of that, you're focusing on your positive next steps and your solutions, and you combine that with this, this idea of having trust and believe and, you know, the universe making things happen for you, mm-hmm. then I feel that's a, that's a wonderful combination of, of someone who moves powerfully towards their goals mm-hmm. without getting burned out, stressed out, or to the point where they can't carry on. Mm. Well, that leads me to the next question is, what are some of the biggest struggles that you've seen people experience that perhaps stop them from accelerated growth or scaling their business? Mm, there are a lot. We talk, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about um, what I call toxic patterns. Um, at our events and retreats. And um, I would say, you know, just a, a couple, confidence, lacking confidence is, is one of them. Um, overanalyzing, procrastinating. Perfectionism is, is probably one that a lot of people suffer from. And it, and it comes from a sense from just you know, insecurity and, and a little bit of lacking confidence in the beginning. And, you know, it's so, so that 
is, is with our clients something that happens a lot because they're new in business and most of them are new coaches or consultants. So, you know, we constantly um, talk to them about believing and trusting and moving forward you know, and just, you know, looking at their vision and where they want to go and, and making their goals so much bigger than their fears. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. The other thing too with a lot of entrepreneurs that are just starting out is that they're balancing motherhood and their business mm -hmm. dreams. And I know you started out your journey after having your two boys. And for me, I started with two children as well. And now I have four. But what advice would you give mothers that perhaps experience a little bit of guilt? Because that is sometimes a very strong force that opposes any sense of moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say we, we have, I have clients and, and a, a particular one actually comes to mind right now. She, um, she launched her business with us while still having a full-time job and having two little boys and her husband is a chef. So he was always gone at night. So I don't ask me how she did it, but she <laughs> launched her business and she reminded me of my early days a lot. And, um, her business actually has to do with mindfulness and balance and now she works with um, women in corporate who also struggle with that work-life balance and um, she always said you know the way I manage it is by making um, a conscious choice in my mind to say it's okay and actually you know not to go for complete balance because she doesn't believe in it. And so I, I would agree with that, Sarah, where I, where I say for always looking for the perfect balance and, you know, structuring it where everything gets the same amount of time or, you know, we're always available. I think we're setting ourselves up for failure because it's not, ultimately we will not be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So choosing to just feel good enough in the moment gives me a lot of peace of mind. And I don't know how to explain it, but just to give you an example, right? So at night, sometimes we watch TV and I lay on the couch and I have one of my boys with me and, and they're still little enough where they like to snuggle, right? Oh, that's but, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I lay there with them and we watch something and, and, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I worked all day. Yes. Yeah. And maybe I was busy last weekend, but right now in this very moment, he knows that I love him. And I'm spending time with him and it's about, it's not about how much time we spend, but really, you know, making it count. So when I do spend time with them, which is, is a lot, but I really make it count. I show them that I love them. I listen to them. They know, I want to know what they're saying. I'm interested in what they're thinking and what they want to do. So I'm, mm -hmm. you know, whatever moments I have with them and when I do spend time with them, I, I really make it count. Oh, I so, love that. So it's very intentional. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I remember back in the day where I was a, a full-time mother, I didn't have a business, I wasn't studying. I wasn't as present with my kids as I am now, even mm -hmm. running a seven-figure business. So it does go to show that though, nurturing those parts of yourself, I mean, it's hard to suppress that entrepreneurial spirit if you have it and you can acknowledge it. So for anybody listening that wants to start that business, that wants to explore what is possible in their lives, I highly encourage that you do that and you immerse yourself in studying the success of other people, which brings me to my next question, Carolyn, which is why is it important to invest in yourself and your education when you are on this entrepreneurial journey? Mm -hmm. Well, because there's no entrepreneur school necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, there's courses and programs and masterminds and, and all of that. And, and, you know, they're all necessary. But when, when we decide to become entrepreneurs, for the most part, we don't know how to do that because colleges and universities don't show us how, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and maybe we were lucky and we had entrepreneurial parents and we, you know, we, we got these traits and, from them and we, we saw what works there. But most people will say, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to write a business plan. Uh, I don't I have no idea how to do this. So, you know, it's a, it's a way of, of getting the skills, the business know-how, um, and the mindset skills, all of it, that you need to be successful. And I've always been a big believer in education. I have a, I have a degree. I studied. Um, I wanted to really set myself up for success. And especially in the coaching industry or consulting as well, I feel that, you know, if you want to be a coach or a consultant or you want to, you know, help people um, with a service, you sort of need to know what it's like to be coached. Mm-hmm. and you know, what that means to be um, a student before you can step into the role of being the teacher. So I think that is also a really important experience to have. Yeah, I've never met anybody successful that hadn't invested in studying their art form. (laughs) So it really is very important. I've spent, oh gosh, I I hate to think how much money I've spent on coaches and and training events and and all that kind of thing. But it's so important, especially to have that fully immersive experience to not only learn from the people that have walked before you, but to also learn alongside your peers, which is why I'm so excited about the event that you have coming up in October. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the fourth year that we're hosting From Passion to Profits Live. And um, the event was, was actually birthed or, or, or started in 2016. And our mission with it is, and, and even you know was back then, to create a wonderful community for entrepreneurs, especially coaches and consultants. Because I believe that you know being alone in business, being lonely, doing it all yourself without the know-how, without the friends, without the connections is almost impossible. So we, we brought this event to life in 2016. And, and we said, you know what, we, we don't want to just sit here behind our computers. We want to be with the people. We mm-hmm. want to, you know, foster connections. We want, you know, this community to have a place to come together and make friends and learn. And so, you know, we did that and it was a huge success and it's grown every single year. We have attendees um, at this event from all around the world, um, all different co- countries. And, and it's just been so, so wonderful for my business and for our community and and our you know the people that we work with and people like you Sarah and we bring in amazing speakers and experts every year and and I'm just so honored that you are going to be speaking for us at the event this year and you know you'll be our VIP keynote um so thank you Oh, I am so excited. And you know what? I do a lot of research before I say yes to coming to an event. And the testimonials from people that have attended the previous events are unlike anything I've ever seen. These these women are so excited when they come out of the other side of this event. So I I can't wait to experience it. Yes. I think what makes us really different is that our... You know, the the intention of the event was to truly create community and educate people. It wasn't to sell or promote. So marketing Mm -hmm. has never been our number one intention with this. And and it it, it stayed that way. So we avoid 
um, you know, a lot of high level, you know, content that you could, you know, get somewhere else. And, and instead we go very deep. So you can think of it as a three day sort of intensive, you know, and an immersive experience that teaches you, educates you, but also has you face some of your own, you know, speaking of toxic patterns, your own mindset mm -hmm. barriers, um, you're able, you get really inspired by other people sharing, um, you know, what makes them successful and also what they struggle with and being vulnerable. And we have this, this special way of making the event really safe. Mm -hmm. It's a safe environment where you can speak up and we encourage everybody to take the microphone and share and do the exercises and they step away with, with full belief, with power, with this passion, with, you know, a plan, a business plan, a marketing strategy, all of it. And then also a whole like, you know, list of friends and business cards and people they, they know and they can reach out to. We actually have little groups of, of past attendees that, that are still meeting. They have monthly meetings in London. There is yeah. one in Canada. And I'm just thinking, you know, wow, this is, this is the ripple effect that we're creating with this event. So we love oh, it. I, I love that so much. And I love the idea that people can walk away with actionable items mm -hmm. that they can implement in their business straight away and see results. I think yeah. that's so important because I've been to so many events and some of them I've walked away and I'm like, why did I go to that? You know, I have nothing to feel excited about or I love it when I go to an event and I'm writing down notes or, you know, new website tools to play with because I love that kind of stuff. And I just, I get so excited by the energy of the people as well. And I, I love that you've created that. So I can't wait for October. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we over deliver and, and, you know, for me, if, if I, you know, if I promise that you will come to this event and you'll learn strategies and tools to grow and scale your business, I can't, I can't let you down. Like to me, this, this is my promise to you. So I have to deliver. And, um, that's why we go deep. So it's, it's something where this has always been my way, Sarah. It's, you know, mm -hmm. I want people to get results and, and I could not live with myself. Honestly, if somebody said, oh, this was just fluff. Oh, I just, I felt good for, you know, a day and now I don't even know what to do. So I, I want to over deliver and go above and beyond. And it's, I don't know, it's always worked. So yeah, I can't wait to see what happens this year. And um, New York City is a wonderful location and it's easy for people to fly into. And the Edison Ballroom is so beautiful. So it's yeah, the pictures are stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about intention setting because that will be one of my focus elements for my keynote at the event. So when did you set the big intention to create this kind of event? Do you remember the exact moment that the inspiration hit you? Hmm, maybe not the exact moment, but I, I remember a feeling, of, a feeling of loneliness a little bit in my business. Ah. And it, there's a combination of feeling lonely, but also wanting to impact people in a bigger way, not just to teach them, but touch them emotionally a little bit too. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's when I, I thought, you know, I have to create an event. I have to bring them together. They have to be in one room. They have to connect. And, and so this, this is when this idea came about. And then the vision and the intention formed over, I don't know, maybe two or three months. Oh, wow. So the way, the way I, I like to manifest things, right, is, is mm -hmm. to get, it's almost like my, my mind and my brain is like a pressure cooker a little bit. And it sounds weird. <laughs> um, I stew on things and I build almost like a movie in my mind. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. where I begin to think, you know, where is it going to be? And what does the room look like? And who will be there? What location are we going to be in? What am I going to be wearing? How will we feel? Like I, it's almost like I get to the point where I can, I see it in my mind. I built this vision very, very clearly. And I get more excited and more certain about the outcome. And, and, and eventually I get myself to the point where I say, this is, this is happening. This is already reality right now because I can see it so clearly and I believe in it so much. Mm-hmm. And from there, I begin to take action to, to execute. Then, then we say, okay, let's talk to hotels. Let's find an event planner. Let's think about content. That's when I actually move myself into more of the implementation. Mm-hmm. When the vision is very clear. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of 2015, I felt successful in business, but my team was still relatively small. We had clients from around the world. I saw them on Zoom, you know, but I didn't have anybody here with me in Buffalo. And I wanted to just be with, with people more. I craved that connection. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I began to really, you know, dream it up. <laughs> oh, it's a, that's an incredible manifestation. Now, do you, do you have a vision board? I, my vision board is in my mind. I don't ah, actually okay. have one. Like, you know, and I never, I never made one. It doesn't serve me as much so it's I think it's great for for many people for me it's it's always building in my mind that's so interesting I don't have one either (laughs) and I teach people how to put them together because I do exactly the same thing I do I completely resonate with the idea of being a pressure cooker in my mind (laughs) that's so funny it's because that inspired action is always taking place and I teach my students that energy needs to move so it's all very well to have the idea but you need to implement it and and put that energy and focus towards the ideal outcome so I'm always busy doing that (laughs) yes yeah absolutely and then you need to feel it too you get to the point where your excitement for it is so much bigger because you're so clear like you can walk around daydreaming about it and thinking Mm -hmm. about it all day long really and you just get so excited this this positive feeling towards it is so strong that Mm -hmm. it, it it just takes you there it takes you there. And then ideas come, things fall into place, people show up, you know, it's, um, because I, I had no idea how to even host an event in the beginning, Sarah, you know, so, so people around me were saying, you're insane, Carolyn. <laughs> how pull this off? How and who and what? And I just, said, I don't know. I'll, this is the, the least of my, my, my trouble right now. I don't want to, you know, that's going to happen. I trust it falls into place. I know what the goal is. And, and now getting there is, it's, it's easy. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> I think you and I have a lot in common, Carolyn, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we really do because I think we approach this, uh, the intention setting and manifestation process very similarly. So I would love to know what are some of your biggest manifestations that you never thought were possible when you started out this journey? Or perhaps you did think that they were possible, but it just blew your mind that it was just such a, a great, uh, a, a great reality to encounter. Well, I mean, there's there's the income for one, right? I, although mm-hmm. I never really set an income goal, I always set goals around impact people. You know, clients I wanted from different countries, um, clients I wanted in different programs, outcomes I wanted for clients. I think one thing that I was really proud of. And, and I remember this actually made me cry when I found out, but 
we were, I was able to help one of my clients. He's, he's from, from Europe. Um, I, was, I was able to help him get his business to seven figures. And <laughs> it, it's not really about the money. I don't want people to think that, but, but just mm-hmm. to say like the grandness of it, to say, you know what? I helped somebody achieve such a big, big goal. And, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he's also someone who does such great things for his clients and in such amazing ways that it just made me proud. It made me feel like, wow, what I'm doing is actually pretty amazing. It's so awesome. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love the fact that you mentioned that it's not all about the money because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very impact driven person as well. My focus isn't about the money at all, but I do have those moments of feeling like, I did it because I remember 10 years ago where I wrote in a journal, I would love to manifest a hundred thousand dollars a year. To me, that felt unobtainable. You know, I'd hit the jackpot, my life would be set up. And now, you know, it's completely exceeded my wildest wildest expectations. But I do believe that it is important to seek that sense of clarity about the direction that you're heading in. So you can look back on those moments and go, look how far I've come. You know, it is that celebration, that moment of I'm so proud of all of the energy that I've put out there into the world. And ultimately, it's come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. The more clarity you, you can create the better. And it may be a number for you. It may be a vision, maybe people, it may be a certain, you know, lifestyle, maybe it's an emotion. Usually it's a combination of all of it, but that just, that's a requirement for me to, to move. If Mm -hmm. I'm in a space where, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I, I don't like that because that's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with maintaining what we have, but there, there has to be something that's, maybe that's human nature. We, you know, we have one goal and then we create a new one and a new one and a new one. It's always expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's sort of how we're built. Um, but yeah, the more, the more clear we are and it has to get you really excited and yes. talking about money. I used to have these money goals, but then, you know, it, it's kind of a little bit of a letdown too, because what I found is that it's really not the money. It's what the money means. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a confirmation, right? And, and so nowadays, I don't really have set money goals because it's, so, it's, it's fluid. It comes and goes you know, in and out, up and down, all of these different things. But yeah. it's more of a, um, it's an impact goal. It's, it's how, I, you know, how do I want to feel. And it's for other people, but also for myself. Like what do I want to create for me and my family and my boys and all these things? Mm. Yeah. I made the decision in my business to shift the focus of abundance being on money and it abundance being on freedom mm. and the ability to, to do whatever you want to do and to be present with it and grateful for the experience. Absolutely. Because it's about the process too, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's about being happy, not just when you do stand on stage for an hour or when you do, you know, make the money one day, but every single day. Yeah. So what advice would you give a listener that may be wanting to start her own business, but doesn't know the first steps to take? What would your suggestions be for the first steps? Hmm. So I would say, well, and this goes to where I see a lot of people struggle or fail. Um, and I actually, I shouldn't say fail, but make mistakes in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's when I see them struggle and, and, you know, unnecessarily sometimes when they're not clear about what solution they actually bring to the world that the world wants to buy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, we have a program, it's called Brand Your Passions. And, 
you know, sometimes I feel that maybe it's a bit misleading because it's, it is about what you're passionate about, but it's also about, you know, the trends in the market and what people want to, what demand there, there is, what they want to buy at any given point in time. So, you know, whenever we have new coaches come into our business or, or and new, an entrepreneur and you ask them, what do you do and who, who, who buys it? Who wants this? And they tell you what it is and you think to yourself, I don't really know what you just said. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It sounds nice, but I don't know who to refer to you. I don't know really why people want that urgently right now. And I'm not quite sure that there is a big demand for it. Like if you have any of these doubts, that's a problem. That, that, that is a problem. So I'm a really big believer in helping people, you know, get clear on having a solution and offering a program, a service or a product that is um, a perfect, you know, a perfect solution for a specific person with a specific need. And the more urgent the need, the more they will want to buy it, right? The more they, they'll be looking for a solution for it. Um, so we're, we're very big into urgency, finding problems in the market that, you know, you as the entrepreneur can solve and fix for people. And then just creating, you know, this offering in a way that it creates amazing results and transformations and outcomes. I, and, I love that. Love yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of, one of the biggest struggles that I've seen in, in the people that I've worked with, and I've worked with thousands of different clients around the world is comparison. And especially when you're just starting off and, or even if you are an established coach or consultant, sometimes comparison can plant those seeds of doubt in your mind. What advice would you give somebody that may be stuck in that cycle? Turn it off. <laughs> 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 you can make it sound so simple <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what it does sometimes come down to discipline so you know when you constantly find yourself look in other people's sales funnels looking at other people's emails looking at their social media and whatever that is and it, it causes you to start doubting yourself or feeling less than it's not healthy for you and and you need to turn it off and not look at it and focus a lot more on you know, we talked about this just now, your vision. What is your dream? What is your intention? What do you feel great about? Because I believe that you can't create anything, you know, that, that really fulfills you and that's really successful. Um, by looking at other people, it has to come from you and what you really want in your soul and, you know, your heart and, and, and all of it. So turning it off sometimes, it has to just, be a decision where you unsubscribe, you turn off social media, you unfollow some people, you unlike some pages and, you know, <laughs> and we have, we'll, really do that. Now I do believe in knowing competition and, yeah. and it, it's about, you know, just being smart to see what are people offering, you know, what's going right for them, what's not going right for them, what do I have to avoid? And sometimes saying, you know, maybe there is something I can not copy, but I can learn from as well. But if it gets to the point where it, it distracts you from, you know, your mission and where you want to go, it needs to be turned off. So this is funny. You know, last year we had our most successful year yet in, in my business. And there are, there are a lot of people out there that I've, I don't even, I don't pay attention to Sarah. And you know, when I go talk to someone, they say, oh, do you know so-and-so? Do you know so-and-so? Do you know this person? And I'll say, no. I don't have no idea who they are. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> it's because I, I don't spend my time there. 
yeah. you know, I, I don't, when I need to do market research and I have questions I need answers for, I will look around. Other mm-hmm. than that, if it doesn't serve me, I, it, I just don't look at it. I don't spend any time there at all. I really, really admire that and honor that because I believe so many people, especially with social media, get caught in the trap where even if they do unlike or unsubscribe, they're still targeted by the advertising. Um, And sometimes that can be quite confronting Mm -hmm. uh, because many people, especially in the coaching industry, have bouts of perhaps experiencing something called imposter syndrome where they don't feel worthy enough. So it really ties back into that that conversation of self-worth and and how to rise above it. But I love the idea of just only focusing on it when you need to tune in on the competition. I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. One more thing I can add is that I hold a very strong belief around um, success coming from you being who you are meant to be. So Mm -hmm. I believe that even if someone out there is hugely successful with a certain message or a certain, you know, brand or what have you, I I strongly believe that this works for them because of everything they are and the energy around it. So yeah, again, you can learn something from it and maybe it inspires you, but even if you copied it to the T, it, it most likely still wouldn't work for you because it's not you. It doesn't come from you. It didn't have the energy, you know, when you put it out there that maybe this other coach had when they put it out there. It wasn't at the same moment in time. So it's sort of like useless to even look yeah. at it because, you know, I believe it won't make you successful anyways because your success can only come from you. Mm, that's so true and finding your own voice and mm-hmm. celebrating your own uniqueness I've uh, with my work I've seen this happen time and time again that I've seen copycat manifestation brands start to pop up yeah and I think oh come on <laughs> I'm I, I'm flattered yes I am but it's not going to translate if the same voice isn't there if the same marketing funnel isn't behind it because it's taken hours and hundreds of hours of work and a lot of different team members to build that and and a lot of people just starting out think that they can replicate that success and and just be an overnight success and there is no such thing (laughs) and it's also you Sarah it's about the way you know I'm talking to you right now and I feel a certain way just from talking to you it's because of your personality your energy your, your, your spirit, everything that you are. And that, you know, no matter, like I said, they could copy your emails, they would never be like you. So once they see a video or once they hear a podcast or get closer in that process, there's just no copying anything. So, you know, have some peace of mind. If you're listening to this right now and you're worrying, you know, just be yourself and allow that to happen because people will love you for, for who you are. And, you know, so some might be attracted to you, some might be attracted to someone else, and that's okay too. Mm, yeah, it's like dating. There's someone for everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have loved this conversation with you, Carolyn. Please, uh, have you, can you tell me the dates of the event that's coming up in October? Absolutely. So our event is October 11th, 12th, and 13th. It is in New York City at the Edison Ballroom, and we're right around the corner from Times Square. So in the middle of the city. I'm so excited about that. And I will leave a link in the show notes to this podcast episode for anybody that wants to come and not only see me speak, but to connect with Carolyn. Thank you so much for being here on today's show, Carolyn. It was such a pleasure to connect with you. Oh, it was so great. I had such a great time. Thank you for having me, Sarah. 
I really enjoyed that conversation with Carolyn. She's such a beautiful and authentic person. It really translates into her work and her offerings in the world. So just once again, if you would like to join me live at the event in October from the 11th to the 13th, 2019 in New York City, go to from passion to profits live.com. And I hope to see you there. Thanks again for being here with me today. As always, it's a pleasure to spend this time with you. And until next time, enjoy your journey and your destination to manifesting. 